What's up, everybody? Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast, where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Brienne, and I serve as your podcast host to bring words, voice, language, and freedom to your world. It's Wednesday, so let's wise up and talk about communication and instruction and their many facets in our lives. What's up, everybody? I hope you're having an amazing, awesome, beautiful, wonderful Wednesday. I am Jennifer Breanne, and I'm your podcast host. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, Today's episode means a lot to me. I mean, not as if they all don't, but um, this particular episode means a lot to me because I know that in the body of Christ, a lot of people are experiencing what I will be talking about today. Um, Today's episode, we are talking about returning to prayer. That's the title of the episode, but truthfully, we're returning to the heart of prayer. We're returning to the place that God has called us to as intercessors, as Christians, as believers. And it's very, 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 very extremely, can't put any more emphasis on it, important and imperative that we are praying that we are watching and praying. The Bible is clear when it talks about prayer and never ceasing to pray. And so we don't want to be caught slipping. We want to be watchful. We want to be mindful. And we don't want to spend all of our time watching. Our society is so set on giving us things to watch. We can stream, we can download, we can upload, we can share, we can scroll, uh, we can sign up for free. We have so many ways to watch, so many ways to know what's going on. We can, as I said, we could stream it. Uh, we can get inside an app and uh, connect to another one. Uh, we There are just a million ways, and I won't go into all of those, but you guys know between Netflix and YouTube and social media um, and all the other digital platforms, you got learning management systems, a million ways to watch. But are we equipped with a million ways to pray? So we need to make sure that we are watching and praying. Those are two that are coupled together, I believe, strategically and and divinely by God, because you can watch and consume a whole lot of junk and a whole lot of burdens, but not actually be praying. So let's get into this today. I really want to talk about um, prayer and returning to prayer. So the first question I have for you is, are you a fatigued intercessor? Now, this is a term that I made up. (laughs) So you may not know what it means. Um, a fatigued intercessor is someone who is who believes they are called to pray and you have been praying tirelessly throughout these times. Now, um, you may hear me pause a lot throughout this, partially because I have heartburn, but also because I am being very selective with my words. OK, the last podcast that I had, um, I spoke on I prayed. And I shared a prayer and that and that podcast did well and it was phenomenal and it changed lives. And so I really want to share this because a lot of people who listen to that are intercessors who needed someone else to pray for them. They needed the strength and the encouragement of other people. And so um, a fatigued intercessor, in my opinion, is someone who is called to pray. They know that they have a burden to pray. They know that they usually have a regimen of prayer, um, but they're tired. Okay, they're tired, they're heavy, they're worn. And the thing about being an intercessor is like, a lot of times we don't like to admit that. We get real churchy, we get real holy, we get real riled up, especially when we're around other believers or with other people praying. And we don't, we don't really tell this truth. And so you don't have to share that with anybody else. But signs of fatigue may be inconsistency in prayer, 
Signs of fatigue may be avoidance of prayer. Signs of fatigue may be not enjoying or wanting to pray, feeling like it's a job or a duty, but it's not a fulfillment or a spiritual assignment from a place of um, normal normalcy for you. Okay, anything outside of your normal. All right. I know that there's probably some prayer generals on here that are like, well, it is a duty in the kingdom. And I agree it is. I agree. But there are many, 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 many prayers, of many, many functions of prayer. So I don't want to be limiting um, in what I have to say here. However, um, the title of this podcast is returning to prayer. So if any place there was a breach, a tear, a break, uh, a stop of the flow of prayer in your life, you may be a fatigued intercessor. And the reason why I use the word fatigue, because the Bible also uses the word fatigue and it's clear that the enemy looks to wear you out. And I think this is one of the most uh, direct oppositional tactics to intercessors because it is hard to press into prayer. It is hard to pray. It is hard to see the value in prayer when you don't see results. But that is why we focus on things that are unseen because it's things that are seen are temporal and the unseen things are eternal. Furthermore, the things that happen in the natural are direct results of what has happened or is happening in the spirit realm. So we always have to be there first. We always have to be the leaders in that way. So if you are a fatigued intercessor, if you feel like, you know, yeah, Jay Brian, I'm tired, really. I mean, if this sounds like some of the thoughts you may have about 2020, I'm tired. Lord, I need a break. I'm just ready for a shift. I'm ready for this all to be over. God, when you going to show up, come on, God, help us. It feels like it's one thing fast on the heels of another, but not in the positive way, because you ain't talking about blessing. You talking about news from bad news to bad news from instead of from faith to faith from glory to glory it's from pray for this pray for this pray for that pray for that every time you turn around somebody need prayer something catastrophic or traumatic has happened and it's heavy if you have some of those thoughts of the enemy has hurled some of those lies and some of those uh, forms of deception and opposition to the power that's effectively working and availing on your behalf at you and you receive some, you agree with some, then yeah, you might be fatigued. And if you're not fatigued, we're going to have to deal with those thoughts before they wear you down and wear you out because that's one of the enemy's main tactics against the intercessor. The thing about intercessors is our personalities, our spiritual personalities are very uh, perseverant. They're very attentive. They're very sensitive to um, the things of God. And so when you have and want to and desire to pray, um, the enemy seeks to take that desire away. I mean, it's not a real big secret here, but the secret and the sauce, so to speak, is that we have to fight back. I was um, in my car, I dropped my son off for school and uh it was a very simple thought. I had a very simple thought about what I was going to do uh, at work, you know, later in my day. And the enemy fought me on that. And I thought, God, does everything have to be a battle? And I quickly corrected myself and I said, yes, I'm a warrior. Everything is a battle. Literally, 
everything. If there's anything he can get in, if there's any way he can he can seep his mind and, and sow his thoughts, the enemy is going to do it. You are a warrior. You are God's chosen person to call down heaven on his behalf and to legislate the kingdom of God in the earth. He has chosen you. Um, and there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing we can change or alter about that. So yeah, the enemy has a target on your back and he does not like you because you are in direct opposition to his agenda and his kingdom forces. You have all the power and it's time for you to be refreshed reset and renewed in that power all right so what we want you to do what we need you to do and i'm saying we because i'm speaking as a delegate and an ambassador on the kingdom of god we need you to stop not stop praying <laughs> let's make that clear but we need you to stop and do an assessment i need you to stop refresh and reset okay this is so important to the intercessor there's a couple of questions that i want to ask you to help you refresh it's important that you are refreshed because we need you to walk in new strength and new power the bible says that the joy of the lord is your strength so one of the first questions i gotta ask is whose strength are you operating out of okay 2020 has not been nice and I can be the first to say that, and I know I'm not the only one who feels that way. Even if you've directly or indirectly been affected by the changes and transition of 2020, okay, we're here. Now, what are we going to do about it? You know, that's kind of where we are in this. And there's still more changes to come. There's still more shifting. There's still more decisions. There's still more legislation. There's still more power and fighting for authority and control. There are three, less than three months left in this year uh, on the... Um, the Gregorian calendar, um, if you practice uh, Hebrew, Hebraic, and Jewish beliefs, you're already into your new year as we pass Rosh Hashanah. But the point is, is wherever you are, like 2020 is here, maybe your new year, um, but prayer still has to continue. So we can't stop praying, but whose strength have you been running on? You know, COVID came into, on the scene of America uh, heavily around March. So you're looking at about seven, eight months or so of a lot of change. Whose strength have you been running on? We've been out of the church. We've been disconnected from our normal way of connecting with other believers, being with other intercessors, praying one, with and for one another. So how are we connecting? How are we growing? How are we staying full of the love of the Holy Spirit in our personal spaces since we've been isolating and social distancing? Has this been wearing on you? And I'm just going to ask you some of these questions because I really want you to think on them. When we're talking about refreshing. Do you need rest? Are you tired? That That's just a simple question. Do you need rest? Have you been going and going and going and going and praying and praying and praying and praying and hoping and hoping and hoping and you've spun out all of your strength. You've spun out all of your energy and you're not adequately refilling, meaning that you're praying for everybody else. You're interceding for your family, your husband, your children, um, your church, your coworkers, the person you know that got diagnosed, the other people that have other illnesses or that have seen death during this time or the other burdens of the world, whatever area you're called to cover. And you haven't spent your time with God. You haven't refilled in your word. You haven't refilled by just basking in his presence. You haven't refilled by allowing somebody else to pray for you. One of the things that I found so integral in being an intercessor is being connected. 
And in our time of change, we've seen a shift in how we have to connect. But are you doing that? Are you calling your prayer partner? Do you have a prayer partner? Are you calling your prayer partner during this time and letting them know, hey, pray for these things. And let me hear you pray. Let me feel the strength of your prayers. Let me let me allow the spirit to flow from one brother to another so I can lay down my burdens that so easily beset me. And I be uplifted and I be encouraged, encouraged and I be uh, positively charged to continue on. Do you need rest? Do you need a burden cry? So a burden cry, another term I, I made up, but a burden cry are those prayers that you just cry out before the Lord. It's not God, I need this. God, I need God. I want this. It's not even God. Thank you. It's God. This hurts. God, I don't know what to do. God, this is heavy. God, I don't like this. God, this is uncomfortable. God, this, this, I can't, I can't see past this right now. God, I need your help. This is a cry to your heavenly father. Sometimes we need a burden cry because as intercessors, I don't know. It's like we walk around with burdens is, is charges of champion to say that we have a lot to pray for, or that it's almost like it in a reverse effect fills us up. Because it gives us something to do in the kingdom. I think one of the best jobs for an intercessor to achieve is to only have to pray the prayer of thanksgiving. Think about it. Think about if our world, if we never had to pray for the need, because there is none, because God has supplied all of them. What if we lived in a world that we never had to pray for the renewing of people's minds or the healing of the sick because, or the prayer of deliverance? Um, the only prayers we're praying are praying of thanksgiving and prayer of salvation because more people are coming to the kingdom. But sometimes we internalize those burdens. We get, you know, it's, it pride and arrogance can seep in because everybody wants to come to you to hear your prayers and everybody wants you to pray for them because they know that you're on the intercessory prayer team or that you are a leader in your church or, um, that you're a known minister around town or that you have your own ministry and it's flourishing. So you can get real puffed up in pride by internalizing all the burdens and all the prayer requests that people come to you about. But that stuff gets heavy. It's junk to your spirit. It's spiritual junk food because it doesn't belong there. It belongs at the foot of the cross. It belongs with a father. So you might need a burden cry. Maybe a few, maybe not just one of those prayers where you sit in your time of prayer and you just cry out to the Lord, but maybe you got a lot of stuff suppressed down in there. A lot of weights. The Bible says, and I mentioned it earlier to lay down those things that so easily beset you again, the enemy is, the enemy is tactical and we also have to be tactical and strategic as well. Are you too deep in and need to laugh? One of the things about being an intercessor that I love is that intercessors who are serious about their job and are serious about prayer, they are serious people. But sometimes we can get too deep in, meaning we have spoken tongues from the time we woke up to the time we went to sleep and we need a laugh. We need a good, hearty, just comical laugh. And, and the laugh, what the laughing would represent is, is relaxing. The laughing would represent the, the other side of balance in your life to humanity and to relationally connection to those around you. I mean, you might be too deep in. Maybe you need to just laugh. And if you haven't laughed from a genuine, wholehearted place, uh, one of the tactics I was taught years ago, and I never forgot it, was just to laugh. Laugh a fake laugh until your fake laugh makes you laugh. 
and then you're laughing from a real place. So if you don't have um, something or someone in your life that you just think is funny that you can watch or call or connect to, just laugh. Literally, just laugh. It is healing to your soul. It is good for your bones and for your body. And it also allows you to not be so focused on outcomes and so focused on results that you are putting pressure on yourself and on your prayer life to either perform or either to produce that you are continuing to put your trust in the Lord with all your might and all your strength. All you're supposed to be doing is trusting the Lord, not trying to make and manifest an outcome because you prayed. Again, we don't want pride to seep in and have us clogged up, especially not during this time. And let's keep in mind that the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's joy in this walk. It's joy in this place. It's joy from our hearts. You know, it's joy from our walks. It's the joy of the Lord that is our strength. It's not the strength of how long you pray. It's not the strength of how loud you pray. It's not the strength of um, who appointed you to pray. It's not even the strength of what you're praying about and how many scriptures you use. It's the joy of the Lord that is your strength. And that is where you enter into and access some of the most authentic and real and rich prayers from the Holy Spirit. Some of the best prayers I believe I've ever prayed, nobody ever heard, and words were not used. And I wasn't just praying in the spirit. Some of those prayers were so powerful that I could not get a sound out of my mouth. It was only a, it was tears running down my face. It was a groaning from my spirit. It was a, a powerful, impactful, faith moving place. And I'm not saying that words and uh, praying in the spirit or other prayers can't produce those same results. But I'm just speaking from my personal experience. Some of those prayers are some of the most phenomenal, impactful, transformative, shifting prayers I've ever prayed. And they weren't the most eloquent. They weren't the most intellectual. They weren't the most awesome, so to speak. They they may not be the ones that would be selected um, to be displayed on stage. But some of those prayers from their authentic, raw, real, open place, those are the ones that truthfully changed my life. So maybe you need one of those. Talking about refreshing again. Have you taken any breaks and is it time for one? Now, again, I mentioned this earlier and I want to reiterate it at this point. Breaks don't necessarily mean you stop praying. Breaks mean, hmm, who am I serving? What am I serving? Am I, am I overdoing it for everybody else? And, and my walk is not right. Because remember, prayer is a spiritual job. There's a lot of jobs you can do in the kingdom that take different forms. You got spiritual jobs. You got natural jobs. You know, you have emotional jobs. You have administrative roles. There's a lot of things. The kingdom of God is vast, okay? There's a lot of things that can be done. But as it pertains to prayer, it is a spiritual task, okay? And so... If you are not taking breaks, just like you would need breaks from a natural job, just like you need rest or vacation or weekend, if you don't have regimen breaks, then you might be just crashing and burning. You might be praying out of an empty spirit, out of an uninterested soul, out of a distracted mind, and out of a hopeless heart. You do not want to be in that place. You do not want to be the person that that is where you are thinking that you are doing the duty that God has called you to. Because this is a very intimate thing. Prayer is very, very, very intimate. It's very, 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 very relational. And you want to make sure that you are in a place and in a position to be as authentic and raw and open and available to Holy Spirit. 
Okay. So if it's time for a break, decide what that looks like, depending on first, when was your last break? Second, how do you break? And third, talk to your accountability partner about it as well. But also when thinking about how long, when was your last one, how you break, think about how long your break is, because what you don't want to do is you don't want to break, make a break, a sabbatical and make a sabbatical, a checkout. Again, the enemy is subtle. You don't want to fall in love with the comfort of a break. And then before you know it, you're off your post. You are um, completely just not even where near and falling from the place that you were in prayer. Okay. We want to maintain our spiritual authority and walking from the place of victory in the ground and the winds and the faith that we have attained. And so we want to remain going higher and up and deeper and wider. We don't want to retract and recant and be fearful and afraid. All right. So don't make the break a breach of a lifetime change in the negative, all right? Make sure that it's a healthy parameter. And again, I think a great way to talk that through is through your accountability partner. I keep mentioning that mentioning that because I don't think that as an intercessor, you should not have one. And that's a double negative, but let me say it this way. You should have accountability partner if you are an intercessor. You need somebody praying for you that is interested and invested, that knows your personal business, that knows your personality, that knows your areas of weaknesses the same way you are praying for them because you need to be covered the same way they need to be covered as your own spiritual battlefields going and in, in, and introducing yourself to different areas and ramps of spiritual warfare. It is not wise to be out here alone. God did not design the kingdom of God that way. He did not design us as humans that way. You will not thrive that way. You might be feeling alone or feeling like you're in a spiritual place alone, but it should always have and be someone that you can talk to about those experiences. Even if they don't understand, talk about them still. And if you don't have one, get one, get one, get one. But that's another message. So my last thing about refreshing that I want you to assess is when was the last time someone prayed for you or you heard a testimony from one of your prayers? As an intercessor, it, it charges us. It charges us to allow other people to pray for us. First of all, it keeps us humble because your prayers aren't almighty and they're not the only prayers that <laughs> can be prayed to see the faith move of God. It helps you to hear some of the other things and areas that you may not be praying for diligently that someone else is covering to remind you or inform you. I've learned a lot from listening to other people pray about areas of prayer and spiritual dimensions that I need to be praying on or that impact my life in ways that I didn't know. They've given me language and words and voice around things to access and dominate in the kingdom in ways that I didn't need. I didn't know I needed to. So there is an importance in other people praying for you. The Bible says to confess your sins one to another. Praying for always, praying for other people, sowing that. So allowing somebody else to pray for you. When was the last time someone else prayed for you? That is important. Whether you call them on the phone, y'all get on a Zoom call, y'all get on the morning prayer call, whether they come over and y'all social distance and pray. When was the last time someone directly prayed for you? Not just you just heard somebody pray, but they directly called out your needs. They directly called out your areas of weakness. They directly called out your dreams and your future and your vision into fruition. And they, and they spoke strength and love and peace and joy over you. When was the last time that happened? 
And I'm not talking about a passerby prayer. Y'all know them passerby prayers. Oh, girl, I'm praying for you. God, do it, Lord. Amen. Mm -mm. That's not substantial. Because if that's if if that's what you got, it didn't feel the need. It wasn't focused. It wasn't. It wasn't what you need. You need somebody praying at the level that you're praying because they're going to come to you and pray on the level that you pray. So they will fill your cup. Again, we are not to be in this alone, you know, and as a new wife, as a new mother, you know, it, it can feel new, right? Like a lot of things can feel new. And so you have to shift with that, but we'll talk about that later. Again, when was the last time time somebody prayed with you or you heard a testimony from one of your prayers. Sometimes we need to let people know we're praying for them so that we can stay updated with that issue. Or we need to track the very thing that we're praying for. We may be going in the spirit realm to legislate and to call forth and to decree and declare, but we need to see. We need to see that thing made manifest in the earth and it will charge you for you to see the Lord moving on your behalf because we're not praying aimlessly. We're not praying to check a box. We're not praying to say we did it. We're not praying just because we're out of church and we want to feel like good Christians. So we just don't at this time give God five minutes. No, 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 no. There is an awe inspiring effectual availant prayer that can transform your life and the lives of the people you are assigned to and the access and the connection to do so is prayer so you have to believe that you are coming into a world changing another world you can't just be praying amiss praying aimlessly no james talks about that go ahead and look that up if you need to um this is the last one that i want to talk about and i saved it for last specifically because of again what this year has brought us, what this year has um, walked us through. Again, I'm being very careful with my words here. Um, but did something major happen in your life or that you were believing God for and it knocked you down? Is, is there something that shifted? Okay. So from a global perspective, we know we can talk about COVID and all the changes that it's, you know, from a general perspective and then from an individual perspective and and then if your family or loved ones or friends have been affected any degree any degree excuse me we can talk about that but there could have been other things that have happened in your life for instance let me use myself I got off my honeymoon to people fighting over toilet paper okay I thought that I was about to walk into this beautiful world and the world had completely changed. There were curfews and quarantines and there was mass fear. Um, not, uh, but a couple months after there was rioting, um, protesting. There's been a lot of things going on, um, in my personal world and as, and as well as the world at large. So is there something major that happened in your life that took off your focus? It distracted you. It shifted you from a place of prayer and intimacy did it knock you down? Did it take your win? Are you still grieving the loss of a loved one? Are you still grieving from a place of whether it was COVID related or not? Anything that you lost in this season, maybe you lost a job, maybe you lost trust for a coworker, maybe you lost an employee. Um, I don't know what you're going through individually, but think about that. Did something come to take the spiritual wind out of your chest? Because there have been plenty of things that could have happened this year to do that. And if it did, what are we going to do about it? Again, when we're talking about refreshing, we are giving new strength. We are wanting to be reinvigorated. We want to be 
fired and on fire again from a fresh place. Some people say fresh oil, uh, fresh manna. We need freshness, okay? We need newness. You don't want to put the old back in the oven. You don't really even want to put the old back in the microwave. If you could have it hot, fresh, that's what we really want. And in the spirit realm right now, that's what we need. So that's what we're calling for. Last, is the enemy succeeding? And simply wearing you down and weighing and weighing down and wearing you out. Can you look back over this year and say, yeah, I've slacked. You know, can you look back over this year and say, okay, yeah, um, this year took my win. You know, I need to laugh. I need a break. Um, I'm tired. I need some rest. I need a burden cry. I got some stuff pent up in me that I haven't voiced. And I just need to tell God about it. I haven't told anybody. I, I just been suppressing it. Am I too deep in? Have I been trying to overcompensate because of all the changes um, and wanting to see my church people, my my family, uh, my job, all of these different aspects? I want to see them thrive and I'm just overly doing it. Are you too deep in? Are you allowing the joy of the Lord to be your strength or are you operating in your own strength again? So for these last couple of minutes, I want to talk about how we're going to reset if, if you answered yes or you are went through analyzing and assessing your life and you saw yourself in any of those questions, um, we need to reset you. And even to set something is to put it in a place. OK, it, but not just put or bring it in a place, but it's a specified state. And if we are resetting you, we in this season are not really trying to put you back in the old prayer place that you were, because for this year, there's a different type of prayer mantle and there's a different prayer place that we need to be in to strategically maneuver against the wiles of the enemy. So it's not so much putting you back into the old place to reset you there. No, no, no. We are resetting you to the path that God has for you and aligning you to where he has you and what you're going to do no no everything's not perfect no maybe you haven't been consistent no no maybe it hasn't been the best or the easiest but you know we are here and, and the Lord forgives you we're not trying to take that time back but we are moving and aligning ourselves to how we can move forward so that the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much you are the righteous you are the intercessor you are the chosen and so because of that it is so 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 important that we reset you to what God has for you for where you are right here and right now. So the first thing we got to do, we got to renew our mind. We have to renew our mind. We have to renew our mind. We might need to renew our bodies. Maybe we need to get outside. Maybe we need to get back to working out. Maybe we need to get back to walking in prayer. Maybe we need to step back from the junk food. I've seen plenty of quarantine jokes. Maybe we need to renew our bodies. Maybe our bodies aren't physically fit to pray the extent or pray in a way. Maybe we're not hydrated enough. Um, and, and along with our, our physical bodies comes our prayer altars. Maybe we need to renew our prayer altars. Maybe we need a new prayer altar. Maybe we need to go to another place. Maybe we need to pray on a different watch time. Maybe we, we've extended ourselves in that watch time and we need to go to another watch time. We need to pray at a different time um, so that we can enter into the place that God has for us and what he wants to do and work in in that season. I've seen him switch me through several watch times in this season. So we need to be flexible and open. Maybe that's it. Maybe we've been regimented all our life and we need just to say, Lord, when you want me to pray I'm a pray you know um and then that goes to 
Um, maybe we might need to renew our relationship with God. Maybe we've been so busy praying about everything else, praying about our world, praying about our leaders, praying about the climate, praying about the economy. Uh, There are a lot of things to pray for. Okay. And we are all assigned to different things, but none of that means nothing if we don't have relationship with God. Because otherwise we're just like a sounding gong. Um, The Bible talks about when it talks about love, like if you have all this stuff, but you don't have love it's meaningless. So maybe we need to restore that relationship with God. Maybe we need to reconnect with our love relationship with the word. I know intercessors, we talk a lot because we're prayer warriors, but we need to make sure we're getting that word on the inside of us. And I'm not talking about rolling over at eight o'clock on Sunday morning to catch your virtual live service. No, I'm talking about what is the Lord saying to you from your prayer time? What is the Lord saying to you from your word time? What types of revelation are you getting and insight and keeping ahead? Do you have on the inside of you to help someone that you're praying for that you're covering? All right. We need to reset. So either you set a regimen or you uh, you ask the Lord, what is the regimen? You know, sometimes just to get back in the rhythm, it's really easy to just set a regimen and stick to it. And this is something I want to challenge you guys to do. Every time I feel like I need a refresh, I need a reset, I give myself 30 minutes for 30 days. 30 minutes for 30 days. The Lord gave me the instructions this morning to listen to him for the last 10 minutes. And it is so imperative in this season that we are listening to the Holy Spirit. We have to be extremely sensitive to another degree and another level. All right. But again, 30 minutes for 30 days. I've already started. I have my prayer journal. Uh, Today was awesome. The day before that was awesome. And so again, whatever you need to do to put you on a regimen, maybe 30 days is too long. Let's try three days. How about let's just get through the day. Let's just pray today. Okay. And let's pray what we truly, truly need to. Join someone because there is power in prayer. When you are trying to reset successfully, you want to be vulnerable. You want to open up. And I struggle with vulnerability. But now that I've been married, it's been easier because I have someone that's already in my intimate space. However, before being married, I struggled with vulnerability. I struggled with opening up because there's that whole trust thing. And then there's that whole... um, open thing you got to open your heart but I'm telling you every time I did it and every time I allowed somebody and trusted in those spaces it blessed me tremendously and without those people without those times those those accountability partners those prayer partners I would not be where I am today and I'm grateful to God that I had those moments and I want those for you okay so again when we're talking about uh being fatigued you are not doing anything effective tired Think about going to battle and you're tired. That's not the way God wants us to operate. So be full of strength. Be full of love. Let me just speak a little life into you. You are the head and not the tail. You are but only not beneath. You are a lender and not a borrower. You are a boss and not a beggar. God called you. He's going to equip you. He has qualified you. He has sanctified you. He has raised you. He is going to continue to raise and promote you as long as you stay surrendered and fully um captivated by him with him in him because it's in him that you live move and have your very being he is the lord jehovah and he has your best interest at heart he will give you the desires of your heart as you submit and continue to walk in his will be it unto you and according to your faith that the lord will and shall make good on his word he's never failed and he will not fail you and i decree and declare that you are renewed and reinvigorated and 
empowered to do the will of God for the work of God as he so wills and pleasure according to his good pleasure that you be made manifest and presented complete, whole, and totally in love and amazed by God. So let God blow your mind in prayer this week. Our last podcast we prayed today, we're talking about prayer. And I hope that if you need prayer, you feel comfortable coming to me. I will pray with you. I, I My DMs are open. My email is open. However you need to connect with me, let me know. Um, but until, guys, until next time, guys, kingdom warriors, we need you. So rise to your kingdom rights, okay? Wash your hands, wear your face mask, and until next time, guys, peace, love, and hair grease.